Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious Turk eyed Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to talk briefly about, well, college football, basically baseball, NFL, and of course, we're going to go in, have our dolt of the week, well, maybe a couple of dolts of the week, you'll find out later, and we have a Champions Personified Edition of Upon Further Review, but for right now, headlines please! Line college football. <sighs> okay, this slate basically is just the Tigers versus the Tigers. And oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. That shouldn't be so lackadaisical. Okay, uh, so mm, three somewhat big games are on tap. Uh, I'll go with the one that really doesn't matter much. Uh, Notre Dame's going to go to the big house to play Michigan. Uh, you have. I won't go into that detail. You also have the now once beaten Wisconsin Badgers. They are going to the shoe to play the horseshoe to play Ohio state who is vying of course for the number one spot and definitely a a big 12 championship and a CFP bid and the marquee game of the day. It will be Auburn traveling to death Valley. I'm sorry. Baton Rouge's version of death Valley. To play LSU. Uh, that normally is one of the, that to me, is one of the most physical games, period. It definitely is the most physical game, in my opinion, the SEC puts on. So we're going to see some good games just with those three, but in terms of marquee matchups, eh, it looks like we're in a lull before we get to November. Dateline Minneapolis. All right, so Kirk Cousins is no longer needing to be traded because early this month, that's what was the talk. Now it is Kirk Cousins' MVP. Why? Because in his 23 for 26, 285-yard performance Thursday night, he, well, aided by by Delvin Cook's 98 yards, one touchdown on 23 carries, and that defense of theirs, Beat the Washington NFL franchise 19-9. Cousins ain't MVP caliber. He will circle the drain once again, and he will wow you once again, too. All before the season's over. Next subject. Dateline ATL! Sad news to report. One of the inside the NBA's personalities, Shaquille O'Neal, had to take a leave of absence. And why? Unfortunately, it was because his sister, Aisha Harrison Jax, passed away from cancer. She was only 40. Now, she was diagnosed with cancer three years back. And the story goes that O'Neal didn't know his biological father, but he considers his stepfather the Sarge, as he's he's called them, Philip Harrison, to be his father. And so that was the Sarge's biological daughter who passed away. Host Ernie Johnson of Inside the NBA said this 
of his buddy Shaq. Quote, when he struggles, we struggle with him because he's one of our brothers. He said his world revolves around his brother and two sisters. And he lost one of his sisters this morning. Far too early. Close quote. And as usual, Ernie is one of the most eloquent people on TV. And he didn't disappoint there. And he echoes not just Kenny's and Charles segments, uh, sentiments. He echoes mine too. Big fella. Help heal your family, heal yourself, and know that your sister loves you very much, man. My condolences, and the condolences of Cold Sports and the VIP to you and your shack. We love you, bro. Dateline Foxborough! The defending world champs were busy this week, and I'm not even talking about the drubbing that they gave the Jets 33 to nothing Monday night. No, I'm talking about they were busy getting ready to get trades and deal in trades. Firstly, the got in trade. We woke up one we woke up one morning and realized that Muhammad Sanu, the Falcons wide receiver, became the Patriots wide receiver. And it looks like he is uh, I won't say he's fully supplanting the now put on IR and basically relieved and released after he's off IR, Josh Gordon. But I think that's why he is there. Not to make room, but just in a separate deal, they got Sanu, they got rid and traded away defensive end Michael Bennett. Now he was in a little bit of trouble with the Patriots organization And now he is finding himself to be a cowboy. And here's something that I always say about the Patriots. They know for some odd, strange, unbeknownst reason to the rest of us mortals. They know what talent to get and what talent to let go at that particular time and juncture in that player's career. We could say that about Jamie Collins, who he got traded away when he wanted more money and he didn't really play as well when he was with the Browns. And then now he's back with the Patriots and he is probably one of the big reasons why that defense is the best in the NFL. So they got somebody in a trade, they traded away somebody else and they put somebody else on IR. The defending champs are getting ready for their stretch run to their next title, their seventh in 19 years. Good boy. Dateline Los Angeles! The Clippers and the Lakers got together. It was officially a Clippers home game this past Tuesday, and the final score really didn't matter. The Clippers won 112 to 102. What really does matter is the fact that we have seen the Clippers go on and basically spank the Warriors in San Francisco. And they, to me, look like the best team in the NBA without question. And they're doing this without Paul George, I may add. 
Unfortunately, the lion's share of the attention is still on the Lakers. What's wrong with them? Should LeBron play point guard like they have him? Uh, he isn't. He isn't the force he used to be. All of this stuff, focusing on the purple and gold, and you're not focusing focusing on the team that really deserves it. Now I get it. Lakers fan is saying, "Well, L.A. is our town," and I agree. Yes, the Lakers. L.A., no question. And I'll be the first to say the Clippers need to move out of L.A. because mm, they will be considered they'll be considered redhead stepchildren, as the saying goes, in that city no matter how long they stay there. But you got to credit Ron Sterling, the former owner of the team, I'm sorry, er, governor, to move them from San Diego to uh, from San Diego to Los Angeles. Uh, They need to move them back to San Diego. However, I digress. This matchup between these two teams could become a rivalry, but it would mean that both teams are competitive. But for what I'm seeing, it's not one, and it's not a rivalry because you got one team who is just, to me, head and shoulders above the other. One team is cohesive. The other team's still in flux. You can't do jack with that. Line Houston and Washington, D.C. Did we picture this to happen? The answer to this question is no. The Washington Nationals, after being down 2-1 in the National League Division Series, has not looked back. They have won every game they have played since then. That would be two against the Dodgers. Four against the Cardinals and now two against the Astros, bringing their playoff total this year to eight. Eight straight victories, and now the Nationals stand two games from claiming their first World Series championship in this iteration of the of the Washington Major League Baseball franchise. Now What should we be looking out for? Well, I think I think what we should be looking out for is the Astros, who have won 107 games this year. They have the opportunity to really seize control of this series, even being down 0-2. And why do I say that? The bats that the Astros have are lethal. The, the bats the Astros have are lethal. It is difficult to pinpoint... When they will get started, but uh, I would say that the time is running out for them to get started. And what does not bode well for the Astros is the fact that the Nationals got to both Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander at home. So now it may be down to Zach Greinke and a bullpen by committee to keep them afloat. But I will say this. I won't say that the Astros are blowing the series, although that seventh inning in game two was hideous defensively for them. It is the case of the Nationals getting it, getting after it, earning it, and owning it. And now they're two games away. The Astros better get started. And we're going to talk more about the Astros just a little bit later. But let's go up the state a tad, shall we? Daylight Dallas! 
There was an absolute horrendous tornado that hit Sunday night. And no, I am not making fun of anything, Cowboys. No, there was an actual tornado that touched down in the northern part of the city. Winds estimated reaching 140 miles an hour touched down Sunday night and inflicted damage to homes, businesses, and enough schools to cancel Monday's classes. But it wasn't important enough to NBC's affiliate KXAS. Why? Because they waited the six minutes before interrupting the Cowboys' home game against the Eagles to say that there was a tornado that touched down in North Dallas. In a statement released by them, talking about the incident, they said, uh, quote, we made a mistake by immediate." We made a mistake by not immediately interrupting the football game with a tornado warning. When it comes to dealing with severe weather, we know that seconds matter. We should have broken into the football programming sooner. We apologize and want you to know that we're doing everything in our power to make sure that this does not happen again. Close quote. We're dealing with Cowboys country. It could be the fact a bomb is being dropped in the Metroplex. If the Cowboys play, that is more important than anything else in Dallas or Arlington or Fort Worth or any other city that comprises of the Metroplex. The fact that you would not even break into the game to tell the people that's a tornado that's coming. (laughs) That's absolutely sad. Dolt of the week worthy, but there are two dolts that are much worse than you all. Later, we will talk about those two dolts and what they did. It involves their mouths. That's dolt of the week. And later, we're going to highlight someone particular in upon further view, but immediately following the break. The mountain of Zion falls. And it hurts the NBA and NBA fan. Why? That's why I'm gonna go. If the pain that you're suffering is so unbearable, so painful, so bad, so horrendous that you just simply can't see the forest for the trees, literally, that all you can feel is heartbreak and loss. Well, I have a free audio for you. It is titled How to Heal from Heartbreak. Let it all come to you so you can be about the business of healing. Today is a new day. Claim it at getoverdivorce.org.
energy I just showed you, unfortunately, that energy for NBA fan all across the country and around the world was tempered just a bit. And why? It's because the new sensation of the NBA, his name is Zion Williamson. He plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. And it looked like he was going to show us that he was going to have the ability to have people snap camera shots and stick microphones in his mouth. And he'd be the first player that we'd be doing that for straight off the rip since LeBron James 16 years prior. However, we didn't get a chance to do that this week. Why? Because he was shelved. And why was he shelved? I'm gonna go. The Pelican small forward slash power forward, Zion Williamson, all 6'6 to 285 pounds of him, found himself sitting on the sidelines and getting checked and getting checked again and getting checked again for his knee. The knee that was supposedly going to have him sit out for a precautionary measure, a preseason game leading into the first regular season game between themselves and the defending world champs, the Toronto Raptors. It then escalated to a couple of weeks And now it is escalated to now about a couple of months. And so the timetable is six to eight weeks. Now, if you were to look at your calendars, VIP, you will see that eight weeks would put you to about mm, days before Christmas. Yes. Mm -hmm. Maybe a week if you're going to be completely to the letter about it. But we would not see this talent, this sensation on the court until sometime around December. So it means that we will miss him all of November and, of course, the rest of this month, obviously. Now, it was a torn meniscus. That was the diagnosis. It was not a, an ACL tear. And if it were, it would be a much longer recovery process. But still, it put a damper on to things with the NBA season and definitely put a damper on the Pelicans season because, well, they didn't want to begin the season this way. But unfortunately, this really isn't a harbinger of things to come. This actually was already done. The damage may have been done. Flashback with VIP. You remember that game when he was at Duke? That home game about eight months ago? The, yeah, you remember the one that tickets were about $2,500 to get in the Cameron Indoor Stadium? Yeah, that, that same game. And you remember, 35 seconds into the game, Zion planted his foot. The shoe burst off, of it, just burst off of its, burst off of its, its, its sole. It just tore right on his foot. And then he buckled and grabbed his knee in sheer horror and pain. We actually saw the fact that a shoe could not handle the force of having him stop and pivot. 
it is saying uh, doctors are saying that it could probably be traced back to then and it was called a sprained knee then and he missed five games and of course he played during the ACC tournament and then the and then the NCAA tournament And after he bruised his knee in Summer League back in July, the first game of the Summer League for them, the Pelicans decided to say, nah, big fella, let's shut it down. And it was wise of him to do that. A lot of the talk has been that this is because he is too big. He is out of shape. He can't carry that size with him. And be as explosive as he has been. Here's where you're wrong. And here's why you're wrong. Look at the 2011 MVP. Derrick Rose. Yes. Look at him. Is he 6'6 and 285? No. He's probably 6'2 and what? 170? 175? 180 maybe? That explosion that he had is exactly the same type of explosion that Williamson possesses. The same type of explosion. The fact that he could just leap. He can't do it now, unfortunately, because he's had so many knee surgeries on both of them that he doesn't have that type of explosion. And he's a little gun shy in doing so because he doesn't think that he could come down off of being explosive and dunk the way he did when he was in Memphis and his first couple of years as a bull. Now he's playing point for the Pistons. But look at those plays. Look at those dunks. And I actually said this, and even more so than Westbrook, Rose to me was the most explosive point guard I ever witnessed. Ever. Ever witnessed. Yet, he couldn't withstand it. And all of a sudden, game one, 2012 playoffs, the end of game one, when the Bulls had it well in hand, Rose goes down in a heap and he clutches his knee in doing so. It isn't size. It isn't he's too big. Talking about Zion. It isn't because he's too big. It isn't because he's out of shape. It isn't because he's too fat. He's not fat at all. And he's not out of shape. It is about explosion. The fact that he puts so much pressure on his knees to jump and probably puts so much pressure landing on them too because you got to remember these knees are shock absorbers. So putting so much pressure to get lift and then putting so much pressure on them when he lands, that's going to cause a lot of damage and wear and tear to anybody's knee. Whether you're 6'6 or 285 like Zion or 6'2 and 180 or 185 like Rose. It isn't about size. It's about taking care of the knees, period. Because you can have the same knee issues and Rose's proof. He had the same knee issues that Zion seemingly is starting to have. The same. So it's not size. It's not weight. It's not shape. No, no. No, 
No. No, it's never been that. It is about how he plays. He plays an explosive style, and sometimes explosive styles can get you hurt. Whenever you rely on your athletic gifts, and not saying that Zion should not, he definitely should. If it's there and he's healthy enough to do it, go for it. But if you're going to rely on your athletic prowess, then know that your body is going to give way because you're playing on on your knees in a game. You're playing on your knees in practice, running plays. You're playing on your knees and you're running up and down the court, either, either doing wind sprints or jogging. You're constantly on your feet. You're constantly on your legs as a basketball player. Any basketball player, not necessarily just someone like Zion. Any basketball player, you're on your knees. You're on your legs. You're on your foot. Every single day, almost with these athletes now, year-round. So it's not size. It's not weight. It's simply the fact that he uses these gifts and it could get out of hand to actually having the knees go out it happened with Rose it's happened with other athletes who've played basketball and it's happening with Zion now I've heard some comparisons to him and Greg Oden the difference between those two is Oden was nowhere near as athletic. Nowhere near as athletic as Zion is. Not even close. Now, is Zion as fragile? I don't really think he is. I I don't think Zion is as fragile. I I do think, though, it is simply a case of a 19-year-old needing to learn how to take care of his body when he practices. Because you're supposed to go all out in the game, definitely. But you got to pace yourself. And that's the one thing I think we gloss over. We overlook. We don't really pay attention to that. Basketball players pace themselves in practice to make sure that they have all of what they can expend on the court during games. And Zion probably plays just as hard in practice as he does in the game. And and that could be a problem. You know what also could be a problem? Now, you all thought this. I know, I know, NBA fan, you thought this. We actually going to have Zion participate in the slam dunk contest. He might. But with this scare with his knee, both in college and in the pros, you might see him pull the same type of stunt that LeBron James did when it comes to the slam dunk competition. Health equals preservation equals not showing up at that event. So, my brother Zion, I, I really want you to take care of your knees. Know that you you have to learn when to really put that pressure on it and when to ease back a bit because, well, your knees are saying it now 19. I can't really do all of what I used to do when we were in high school or even earlier on when I was at Duke. Take care of yourself, big fella. 
know that the rest of the league is looking to you to bring us out of the LeBron years into your years. And hopefully it isn't going to be premature. I don't think it will be. You just never know, though. When I come back, the dolt of the week. <laughs> You've tuned into the classiest sports show on the planet. From the vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history. October 26th. 2018 After the Red Sox put two games up on the board in Boston They and the Dodgers traveled west to play at Chavez Ravine Little did they know that they would use a combined 18 pitchers And go 18 innings in the longest World Series game of all time Stretching to 7 hours and 20 minutes it ended though. It ends up being with almost this. a game three start. Bunsey flies one in the air to left center. Back at the wall and it's gone. It's over. Muncie, a walk-off home run to win game three in the 18th. Night, night. The longest game in World Series history. Produced a 3-2 victory in the 18th inning with a Max Muncie walk-off homer, providing the only nice moment for the Dodgers as they fell to the Red Sox four games to one in the 2018 World Series. Max Muncie puts an exclamation point on the longest game in World Series history on this date in 2018. From the vault, brought to you by Colesport. Hey, you. You want to write? Uh, you're a blogger. Do you feel the need that you can express yourself, but you want to do so through manuscript? Or are you a journalist? Well, come on down to the Breaks Media. We are looking for bloggers just like you. And it doesn't matter what field in which you want to write in. We want to see you and your words put on paper. Well, put on virtual paper. Just go on to thebreaksmedianetwork.com or email thebreaksmedia at gmail.com and we will be glad to receive your request and put you on the fast track to have your words be read by thousands of people. The Breaks Media. We're looking for writers just like you.
Welcome back to Cold Sports. Cole Johnson here. Cut the dance and cut the music. Don't of the week. Don't of the week is sponsored by nobody, but we're still going to give it to you straight with no chaser. The winner of this episode's Don't of the Week no <laughs> the winners of this episode's dota of the week are <laughs> former Astros executive Brandon Taubman and Major League Baseball umpire Rob Drake Let's piecemeal this one by one, shall we? Before I get to each candidate, I should say each winner. Both are on this list because they, just like LeBron James, just like Adam Silver, and just like Daryl Morey, learned the valuable lesson of not keeping their trap shut. Because when you open your mouth and you say inappropriate, stupid, inane things, bad things happen. Opening your mouth and having inane things come out of it, candidate number one, Brandon Taubman. Now, this was supposed to be a wonderful experience for him. The Astros just stepped off the field. A Jose Altuve two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth in game six of the American League Championship Series between themselves and the Yankees in Minute Maid Park produced an euphoric moment in a victory, 6-4, to a 4-2 series victory. Everything should be fine. The bubbly was flowing. And Taubman decided to just go completely stupid chauvinist in the middle of the locker room. So in in the celebration in the locker room, the assistant general manager of the Astros said what has been said as inappropriate language after a Sports Illustrated reporter Notice this guy repeatedly yelling toward a group of female reporters. And it was about the closer of the Astros, Robert Osuna. Now, okay, to understand the context of it all. Osuna, in his career, was suspended 75 games, and that was last year, actually, for violating Major League Baseball's domestic violence policy. And that was when he was a Blue Jay. After his suspension was lifted... He got traded from the Blue Jays to the Astros, and he's been with them since. So Tobin just shouted out in the locker room toward these three female reporters, quote, thank God we got Osuna. Close quote. And they said he made similar remarks several times, punctuating them with an expletive. Now, knowing this, he probably punctuated that expletive by saying the female dog one, the garden tool one or hose, or the one that normally begins with F and has ERS at the end. 
I would say one of those three are probably what punctuated that colorful sentiment of, thank God, the Astros have Osuna. So it got leaked out, and of course this game took place Sunday, Saturday. This got leaked out, and this was huge news Monday, and the Astros have now summarily fired him Thursday. And now Taubman has gone on to apologize, and he said that he was, quote, deeply sorry and embarrassed. Close quote, and went on with to say, quote, in retrospect, I realized that my comments were unprofessional and inappropriate. My over-exuberance and support of a player has been misinterpreted as a demonstration of a regressive attitude about an important social issue. Close quote. Unfortunately, Mr. Taubman, it was a sign of you having those regressive points and issues about you internally. Because if you were to have those issues about you, if you didn't have those issues about you, I'm I, I'm sorry, you wouldn't have uttered those types of sentiments. You wouldn't have even felt the unction to say to them, thank God we got a sooner. It wouldn't have mattered. And it really doesn't matter. What does matter is the fact that you said something stupid and you got fired for it. Which leads me to person who should have kept his mouth shut but said something inane out of it, contestant and candidate number two, Rob Drake. Now, Mr. Drake decided to take the form of the president of these United States when he wanted to just simply say something roasting. And he took the Twitter. Now, I'm not talking about President Trump. I'm talking about Mr. Rob Drake, the one of the major league umpires of the MLB. And so Wednesday, this was leaked out. The fact that he tweeted that he was going to buy an assault rifle. Quote. Because if you impeach my president this way, you will have another civil war. Hashtag MAGA 2020. Close quote. Now, I had to say it that aggressively because, well, when people type in caps, that pretty much is the the sentiment that that they want to put forth. Oh, uh, another side note, Mr. Drake, civil is spelled C-I-V-I-L, and you spelled it C-I-V-A-L. It makes me think, sir, how did you become a Major League Baseball umpire? But I am not going to go there. I'm going to focus on this ridiculous stuff that you're putting out in front of the people. Now, of course, we, we've been hearing in Washington that they're attempting to bring impeachment charges and form a, an inquiry and a trial to see if they can actually impeach the current president of these United States. Some have been crying for it for the last three years. Some have been, like Mr. Drake, just outwardly opposed to it for the last three years. Whatever you think about that issue, that is what you think. Same with me. That's not what I am focused on. I'm focused on the fact that you have a position, 
Mr. Drake, you are an official. Normally, when you're put in that position, you are supposedly a sober-minded thinking person. Normally, you would actually have professionalism as one of the top uppermost things that you are about. So why would you take to your phone or go to your computer, type on the Twitter that you would buy a gun and then root for a civil war? Do you understand the ramifications of rooting for people dying in the street? No, you don't. Well, let me tell you how it is. Go to any of these inner cities and look at how people are getting murdered or as they say on the street, murked. Look at how they're getting gunned down and mowed down, whether it's by citizens or police. Look at that. And that is how a civil war looks. You don't want that, son. You don't want that smoke. So take that smoke back and shut up. Don't ever say anything that inane, that stupid, that ridiculous, that trite, and that dismissive about these United States ever again. You can have your takes about if President Obama wasn't born in the United States. You can have your take that Hillary Clinton, Senator Clinton, is an effing liar. I'm not saying this because this is what I think you're saying. I'm saying this because this is on your Twitter account. Whatever you think is fine. But don't encourage Violence. The last thing we need to have in this society right now is a more violent society. But I guess you don't give a crap. I guess you want you you, you want to have like what we see in movies. You you want John Wick three where you got guys to just go out there, they just kill, and they don't give a crap. They just kill for the sake of killing. Fine, have that. I want to deal with people who aren't morons like you. I want to deal with people who actually can think, actually have the ability to speak and ease a situation, calm a situation down instead of escalated for no reason whatsoever. This is a prime example of what my grandmother would always say to me when I was younger. Grandson, think before you speak and so I submit to you Mr. Taubman I submit to you Mr. Drake think before you speak I'm done with these kindergartners move along that's right I said it in the title Real men wear pink, and this man is a real man. Upon further review, is next. You want to purchase shirts that actually say something that 
give you that appearance of being important, of wearing basically your heart as well as, well, your belief on your sleeve or on your shirt? Well, come to the Christian T-Shirt Company. We have all of what you're looking for. You can find that store at Sports with a Z. of the NFL will begin next week. We're going to talk about the World Series champion because we will crown somebody. It looks like it's the Nationals at the moment. Will it be them or will the Astros come back miraculously from their old 2 hole as presently recording? We're, of course, are going to go in on a subject. We're going to have your dope of the week and we're going to, of course, put another subject upon further review. But that's for next week. We're not done with next week, which will turn the calendar to November. We got to deal with the last episode and the last segment of Cold Sports for the month of October 2019. Now, normally the end of October, we celebrate Halloween. However, October is a much more important month as it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month with one person. It will always be an issue. It will always be an issue. It will always be something important. And he will always commemorate it, no matter if it's October or any other month of the year. And we're in a spot like this gentleman in upon further review. Without further ado, Cole Sports proudly brings to you Champions! First time I saw this now former running back, he was playing for Carolina. He was splitting time with Jonathan Stewart. And I saw these dreads and I'm thinking, okay, well, he seems to be a pretty good player. And he was. But he didn't really get the traction I think that he deserves. So he sought fortunes elsewhere and he became the backup for one Le'Veon Bell when he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when this man was with the Steelers, his platform became bigger because he got a chance to start and, and actually produce. And he got bigger in, in name, not necessarily just because of toting the rock, 
but because he felt that there was a bigger issue at play. The man I'm talking about is D'Angelo Williams. And this guy is all about breast cancer. And why? Well, you would be all about breast cancer too when your mother and not one, not two, not three, but four of your aunts all pass away due to breast cancer. His mother, Sandra Hill, she was only 53 when she passed away five years ago. And his four aunts, they never made it to 50. So you can see that this is a big time issue for D'Angelo. And this isn't something that is only something that he totes these only 31 days of the year. Now, he was one to help spearhead the more outwardly open breast cancer awareness push that you see from the NFL. Now they have, I guess you could say, uh, evolved it into crucial catch. You know, hopefully, you know, like doctors catching something that could be detected early. So D'Angelo was one to spearhead that. He also was one to spearhead having players wear pink on the field during the month of October. Now, it it got to the point where D'Angelo wanted to wear pink all year round for him because he wanted to commemorate his mother, which is quite admirable, honorable, and honest. But the NFL said, no, you wear that, you're fine if it was from November on or September to October 1st. So he didn't, but it didn't mean that he stopped there because he had parts of his dreads dyed pink. He's even had his toenails painted pink. Yes, he has pink polish on his feet. And it isn't a metrosexual thing and this isn't a homosexual thing at all. None of that. This is in commemoration for the five women that has meant a whole lot to this young, and I will still say young, even though he's in his 30s, this young man's life. And how much do they mean to him? Well, he played football at the University of Memphis. And he looked at the cost of mammograms and he said, wait a minute, something needs to be done about this. So in 2015, he started a nonprofit, the D'Angelo Williams Foundation, and through that, he would actually start covering the cost of mammogram screening for women. Now, since then, the foundation has covered the cost of over 500 mammograms at hospitals located in Pittsburgh, Memphis, Jonesboro, Arkansas, and Charlotte. And why that? Why those areas? Well, he played professionally in Pittsburgh played professionally in Charlotte played in college in Memphis and his hometown is Jonesboro, Arkansas now of course Williams is a staunch supporter of breast cancer awareness of any way shape, form or fashion and after his mother died he began sponsoring free mammogram screening in honor of her through a program called 53 Strong for Sandra 
And in each event, the foundation sponsors mammograms for 53 women. Now, the, the foundation's hopes are to host a free mammogram screening in every event all around the all across the United States. And so this October, his foundation, and get this, this, this is actually wonderful when I say this, he is sponsored 500 mammograms to honor his mother. And I, I really, I really can't say anything but at a boy, my brother, at a boy. And thank you for being such a star supporter, my friend. And it's important to me personally. Why? Well, because your host here, yours truly, he has had his mother and his grandmother have to deal with the traumatic dealings with breast cancer. Both of them did. However, both of them survived it. And both of them have been survivors for more than 10 years. And both of those ladies are absolutely incredible. They are strong and they are they are an example of how life can be one way. You can be diagnosed in one one sense in one fashion and you can walk out of it not smelling like smoke on the other. And I love the fact that both of these women just exude life. And I'm sure with D'Angelo, his mother and his four aunts did the same, even when they were diagnosed with having breast cancer. So I will open this invitation to you, D'Angelo, if you're listening. Anytime, any place, my brother, I would like for you to come on either this show or any platform that I have. And I would love to talk to you about this because it is guys like you. It is supporters like you. It is advocates like you that helped my mother and my grandmother not just survive, but thrive because they caught the breast cancer early. They, they detected it early. They did the treatment. They went through the work. And now they are better for it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your foundation. Thank you for your dedication. And most importantly, D'Angelo, thank you for you being such a warrior for breast cancer. Because it's going to be guys like you and hopefully guys like me too. That's going to knock this insidious disease completely off the planet. You keep fighting. You keep being a real man. You keep sporting that pink. Because that cancer is going to be history. If you happen to like this episode or any episode you've heard thus far, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. The subscribe button is flashing like a neon sign. Click it. And you can listen to Cold Sports on any platform, especially at ColdSports with a Z dot com. Now, if you want to listen to exclusive content, only you VIP, no other person on the planet can hear it, just you. If you want to hear that exclusive content, you can find that at a button that says Patreon. 
You can find it at coldsportswithaz.com. Now, if you feel so bold to say something, if you just have that itch to speak on something, well, say it with your chest. Click that button on there, and it says Cold Sports VIP Speak. I want to hear what you have to say. ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You want to reach me via email? You could do that. ColdSportsWithAZ.com is where you can submit that email. You want to hear this voice on other products and commercials? Come on down. ColdSportsWithAZ.com is where you can make that submission. You want to join a private Facebook group that talks about sports in a passionate and respectful and an intelligent manner, even a little funny on, on, this, on the side. Cold Sports VIP room is there. That Facebook group can be accessed at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. If you want to hear me on other shows, you can hear that. ColdSportsWithAZ.com is where you can find it. Now, if you, if you have problems with your heart needing it to be healed or you've dealt with loss and you want to find yourself after loss or you want to hear interviews the way I get down doing them, you can find that and more at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You can check out me and all of the brands that I represent on ColdSportsWithAZ.com. And it doesn't matter where you listen to me, how you listen to me, or when you do. I just want you to do these three simple things. Love your neighbor as yourself. Please do that. And love yourself in your whole heart and mind and spirit. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program and enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson. And this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson. Coming January 26th, 2020. The VIP... Honor!